Hello, crime historians, and welcome back to another episode of A Crime Story. I'm your host, Kaylin Lois, a graduate student in international relations who lived abroad in France for two years. While abroad, I started hearing all of these insane crime stories that I've never even heard about. As a lifelong true crime addict with the fascination of how crime affects cultures and alters history, I decided to turn this obsession, research, and stories into a podcast to tell you all about relatively unknown crime stories. Known to the world as the Blade Runner from South Africa, who defied all odds and was able to compete not only in the Paralympics, but in the Olympics, Oscar Pistorius was an inspiration and a hero to people everywhere. But this all changed in February 2013, when news broke that Oscar had killed his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, after mistaking her as an intruder. This is episode 27 of A Crime Story, South Africa's Blade Runner Murderer. South Africa, officially the Republic of South Africa, is the southernmost country in Africa. With over 59 million people, it is the world's 23rd most populous nation and covers an area of 1 million square kilometers. South Africa has three capital cities, Executive Pretoria, Judicial Bloemfontein, and Legislative Cape Town. The largest city in South Africa is Johannesburg. South Africa is a developing country and it has been classified by the World Bank as a newly industrialized country, with the second largest economy in Africa and the 33rd largest in the world. The country is a middle power in international affairs and maintains significant regional influence and is a member of both the Commonwealth of Nations and the G20. However, crime, poverty, and inequality remain widespread, with about a quarter of the population unemployed and living less on $1.25 US a day. The Republic of South Africa is a constitutional state with a Supreme Constitution and Bill of Rights. All South African laws must be consistent with the Constitution. South Africa has a mixed legal system, a hybrid of Roman Dutch civilian law, English common law, customary law, and religious personal law. In trials in South Africa, there is no jury. The jury system in South Africa was abolished during the Arthoped. Without further ado, let's hop into today's crime story. Oscar Leonard Carl Pistorius was born November 22, 1986, as the second of three children in Santon, South Africa. Oscar was born with fibular hemanilia, which means that he was born without a fibula bone, and he was missing the outside of both feet. When Oscar was months old, his legs were amputated halfway between the knee and the foot. Oscar grew up being gifted at sports, that even his coach did not know that he was missing legs until six months later. After a knee injury in 2003, 
1973, Oscar was fitted for his first running blades and introduced to track, and only a year later in 2004, he captured the gold medal in the 200-meter race at the 2004 Athens Paralympics. Following his win in Athens, Oscar competed in several races in South Africa against able-bodied athletes. Oscar's artificial legs became a source of controversy. In 2007, the International Association of Athletic Foundations banned Oscar from competing, stating that his artificial legs gave him an unfair advantage over able-bodied athletes. Oscar immediately appealed the ruling. And in May 2008, the Court of Arbitration for Sport overturned the IAAF decision. After missing the cut for the 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing, a determined Oscar focused on his training on making the 2012 Summer Olympic Games in London. In spring 2012, Oscar realized his ultimate dream when he qualified for the 400-meter race at the London Olympics. While he was eventually eliminated in the semi-final round, he secured his place in history as becoming the first amputee athlete to compete in track events at the Olympics. It was an unbelievable experience, Oscar said shortly after his first Olympic race. I found myself smiling on the starting blocks, which is very rare. Reva Camp was born in Cape Town, South Africa on August 19, 1983. She had two older half-siblings from her father and her mother's respective previous marriages. After high school, she studied law at the University of Port Elizabeth, where she graduated with a Bachelor of Laws degree in 2005. After university, Reva worked as a paralegal and a model. She applied for the bar in late 2011 and hoped to be qualified as a legal advocate by the age of 30. Reva had worked as a model since age of 14 and she was the first South African face of Avon. She worked as a TV presenter and appeared on reality television postmortem. Reva was an avid horse rider until an accident when she had to learn how to walk all over again. In November 2012, Reva and Oscar started dating. There is varying reports of Oscar and Reva's relationship. Reva even tweeted three days before her death that she, quote, woke up in a safe home. Not everyone got to this morning, unquote. Even though there was no physical abuse in the relationship, in the trial, psychological abuse by Oscar came to light. Oscar and Reva only dated for three months. Their relationship was tabloid fodder from the start, with Oscar's ex-girlfriend Samantha Taylor claiming that Reva was the reason for their split. Oscar allegedly abused his ex-girlfriends, with Samantha Taylor stating that Oscar left her scarred and bruised and used to lock her in his house with no food. On one occasion, she became so scared of his anger that she hid a gun from him. Reva seemed to have healthy relationships before Oscar and was still even friend with her exes, which angered Oscar. The pair's relationship was so volatile. And text messages were filled during Pistorius' court case, Reva told Oscar that she was scared of him. In one message, she wrote, Scared of you sometimes, how you snap at me, and how you will react to me. In another, she mentioned attacked by Oscar and referred to him as the one person I deserve protection from. 
Reva's mother, June Steenkamp, had claimed that her daughter was on the verge of ending things with Oscar when she was killed, that the two had yet not been physically intimate. She confided in me that she hadn't slept in them, but that they shared a bed, but she was scared to take the relationship to that level. June Steenkamp told the Times, she wouldn't want to sleep with Oscar if she wasn't sure. I believe their relationship was coming to an end. In her heart of hearts, she didn't think it was making either of them happy. On the night of February 13th, 2013, in Oscar's Pretoria home, around 7 p.m., Oscar and Reva had dinner before watching TV, and they fell asleep between 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. In the early hours of the morning, Oscar woke up, and Reva asked him, Can't you sleep, my baba? He told her that he could not sleep and brought in two fans from the balcony. Then he said he heard a noise from the bathroom. Oscar said he heard the bathroom window sliding open and he believed an intruder or intruders had entered the bathroom through the window which had not yet been fitted with burglar bars. Oscar said he grabbed his firearm on his stumps, meaning that he didn't have his prosthetic legs on, and told Reva, who he thought was still in bed, to call the police. Oscar could not see the bathroom window was open and the toilet door was closed. He said he did not know whether the intruders were outside on the ladder or in the bathroom. He had his firearm in front of him and he heard the movement inside the toilet and thought whoever was inside was coming out to attack him. Before I knew it, I had fired four shots at the door. Oscar said he went back to the bedroom and noticed Reva was not there on the bed. At this point, the first thing I thought was maybe she got down onto the floor like I told her. Maybe she was just scared. I can't remember what I said, but I was trying to talk to her. It was upon that time, my lady, that it first dawned on me that it could be Reva that was in the bathroom or in the toilet. I jumped to the other side of the bed. I ran my hands along the curtains to see that she wasn't hiding. I didn't want to believe that Reva in the toilet. I was so scared that someone was coming in to attack us. I made my way inside the bathroom. I tried to grab the handle, rip open the door. I pushed the door open and it was locked. I ran back to the room, opened the curtains, opened the doors and shouted from the balcony for help. I screamed, help 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 i screamed for somebody to help me i put my prosthetic legs on and i ran as far as i could back to the bathroom i ran into the door it didn't move at all i tried to kick the door but nothing happened oscar told the court how he went back into the bedroom picked up a cricket bat and started hitting the toilet door in a bid to open it he said he hit the door about three times and managed to pull the plank out of it Eventually, he found the key on the floor and unlocked the door. He said that he sat over Reva and cried. He said that he sat over Reva and I cried. I don't know for how long. I don't know how long I was there for, he told the court. He then carried her downstairs where he was met by neighbors. Oscar acknowledged that he shot Reva but mistook her for an intruder. Oscar Pistorius was taken into police custody and formally charged with murder in the Pretoria Court on February 15, 2013.
A bail hearing was held February 19, 2013. During the hearing, both prosecution and defense said that Pistorius had fired four shots through a locked toilet door, hitting Riva, who was inside three times. Prosecutor Jerry Neal claimed that Pistorius had put on his prosthetic legs, walked across his bedroom to the bathroom, and intentionally shot Riva through the door. Neal also argued that the time required for this process was sufficient to establish the alleged murder was premeditated. Oscar said that he thought Riva was in bed and that the person in the toilet was an intruder. On the first day of the bail hearing, Magistrate Nar ruled for the purposes of the bail hearing that Pistorius was charged with a Schedule 6, a Schedule 6 criminal offense, which relates to serious crimes including premeditated murder and requires exceptional circumstances for release on jail. After determining that Oscar was not a flight risk, Oscar paid $1,300,000 U.S. dollars and returned back to training in June 2013, noticeably thinner and with a full-grown beard. Oscar's trial started March 3, 2014. The trial was assigned to Judge Fukuza Masipa, who appointed two assessors, Jeanette Hazen Dutois and Thimba Mazibuko, to help her evaluate the case and reach a verdict. A month before a high court in Pretoria, judge determined that the entire trial could be broadcast live via audio and parts of the trial could be broadcast live via television. The opening statement of prosecutor Jerry Nell noted that the murder case against Oscar Pistorius was largely on circumstantial evidence as there was no eyewitnesses to the incident. Contrary to statements in the bail hearing, the prosecution's case in the trial was that Pistorius was not wearing his prosthetic legs at the time of the shooting or when he broke the toilet door down afterwards. In his opening statement read out loud by Pistorius' family lawyer, Kenny Oldwage, Oscar said he believed Riva was in bed when he shot at what he thought was an intruder behind the toilet door and that he had just spoken to her in bed shortly beforehand. He admitted to killing Reva Steenkamp, but denied the charge of murder. One of the main moments from the trial broadcast around the world was when Reva's autopsy report was read out loud, Oscar threw up numerous times in court. The court's verdict was, was arrived at unanimously was by the judge and her two assessors, was delivered by Judge Masipa over two days with the formal verdict delivered on September 12, 2014. Judge Masipa said that the state had not proved beyond a reasonable doubt that Pistorius was guilty of premeditated murder. However, Judge Masipa said culpable homicide was a competent verdict, i.e. a lesser offense that is a possible alternative verdict. Culpable homicide is defined as the unlawful neglect killing of a human being, kind of similar to manslaughter in the United States. On October 21st, 2014, Oscar received a prison sentence of the maximum of five years for culpable homicide. In December 2015, a Supreme Court of Appeal overturned the culpable homicide verdict and found Oscar guilty of murder 
believing that Oscar should have known firing his gun would have killed whoever was behind the door, regardless of who he thought it was. On July 6, 2016, Judge Mossipaw sentenced Oscar to six years in prison for murder, although the prosecution had called for 15 years, the minimum prison sentence in South Africa for murder. Judge Mossipaw argued that Oscar had already served 12 months in prison for culpable homicide conviction and that he was remorseful for his killing. In November 2017, a South African Supreme Court of Appeal added nine years to Oscar's sentence for a total of 15 years following a government appeal. Pistorius is eligible for parole in 2023. Oscar Pistorius and his defense team are appealing this new ruling. This completes the 27th episode of A Crime Story. What do you think of today's story? You can comment on a crime story's Instagram at a crime story pod where I will be posting images from today's story or you can comment on a crime story podcast on Facebook or at a crime story pod on Twitter or even comment and see additional photos on a crime story podcast on YouTube. I am also on TikTok under the name A Crime Story Podcast. My website is acrimestorypodcast.com where you can listen to the podcast as well as read a transcript of today's story under the blog tab. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please leave a review of the podcast, it helps others find it. Also, if you could tell a friend about a crime story, I would greatly appreciate it. I hope to see you next time where I will be covering a case from India. You won't want to miss it. A Crime Story is hosted, researched, written, and edited by me, Kaylin Lois. Sources for today's episode can be found on my website, acrimestorypodcast.com. The artwork for the show was created by Sabrina Smith. Theme music is by Ralph Spudgeon. And additional story editing is brought to you by my father, Mike. Thank you for listening to A Crime Story. Stay safe at home and abroad.